Well, hello, my name is Micah, and I'm here with Corey. Hi, everyone. And today we decided to pick a, a topic about who we want to be and what, what we are and where we're heading. And so we decided to talk about uh, a subject that would not normally fall in that category. Mm. In fact, maybe not everybody would be very interested in this or kind of roll your eyes, even though we're doing a podcast here. Yeah, but it's so about... we're not telling you until it's too late to hit skip on the playlist. <laughs> it's, it's about... The, one of our names on our door. So you know that we're called Emmanuel Baptist Church, but we thought we'd talk about that today. What does that mean? And is it at all important, that word Baptist? Because it's got a lot of baggage in our culture and there can be a lot of misunderstandings about it. Years ago, we were having a uh, an outreach event. We were trying to convince some students uh, to come out and say hello. And I was working with a bunch of other pastors and I arrived late. I walked into this upper room up above the uh, the TAC grounds in our community and uh, introduced myself. I'm Micah. I work at Emmanuel Baptist up the hill. And one of the students who has no concept of church or anything like that looks at me and goes, Baptists, aren't you guys the homophobes? Yeah. And it just it struck me at that point that sometimes our name, we become known for something that we're really not. And so we thought we'd take some time today and just talk about what it means that we have this thing carved in stone outside on our property. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that it lends us a whole lot of credibility in our world, just that name, Baptist. No, but no. it does mean stuff to us, and so we want to talk about that today. We thought we'd uh, start off with a, a bit of a funny story. Uh, there's a, a bit of a rabble rouser that Corey and I both enjoy uh, visiting with, although I don't think he knows our names. Uh, and he starts off every one of his talks in the same way. Uh, he attends a Baptist church, and uh, he will often be speaking at a Lutheran church or an Episcopalian church, and he'll say, it's so nice to be here. I attend a Baptist church back home, and you don't have to be Baptist to get into heaven. And everybody in this sense of unity starts applauding, and then he, in kind of a curmudgeonly way, looks out over the crowd and says, but why risk it? That's what I ask you. <laughs> so, Corey, what does it mean uh, to be Baptist? I mean, what? why do we have that on our name, or in our name? Right. Well, I could probably tell you about seven or eight different dimensions of our what we call Baptist distinctives, but I'm not sure everybody's interested in that today. Some of the big keys for me are that, and really they're the best parts of the tradition or the, the theology of our denomination, and that is that it's, a, it's really all about having a personal relationship with God that you personally accept Jesus and invite him to forgive you and invite him to lead your life. And no matter what will ever change in my life, no matter what different emphasis that I've got, no matter how old I am, that will never change for me. That's one unchanging thing, that it really is about leading people mm. to that personal relationship to Jesus. And then not only that, but helping people to grow in that personal relationship with him. If it's not personal, why does it why does it matter? It's not just about going to church. And that comes out of a deep history about yeah. where a denomination was formed. It's not just about going through the rituals of church, but it's actually having a living relationship with God. And I am deeply indebted to my forefathers and foremothers who made some courageous steps and decided to step out of just their tradition 
mm. in order to, to start this thing. Uh, and of course, you can't help but uh, realize that the name is Baptist. Baptism is so important uh, for us, uh, at least in our history. I was talking with a guy the other day, and he was trying to get a handle on who we are. And he said, you're the Dunkers, aren't you? Are you the Dunkers, he did, said. Did you offer him cookies and milk? Yeah, no, no. Too bad. I think he was he was the and I said well yeah I guess some of us have been known for that right it is one of our things I mean we do believe one of the great demonstrations one of the great symbols of that personal relationship is when we're baptized and we had a baptism two weeks ago and I don't think that there's no dry eyes in the place when we have a baptism and this is one of the only times when we really come alive and we cheer like don't you think that the atmosphere is electric when we do that it's kind of funny I I've often reflected, at least around here at Emmanuel, it doesn't seem like the guy getting or gal getting baptized is the only one that gets wet at Emmanuel. Yeah. Right? There's there's waterworks all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so that's some of what it, we think it means. And there's a lot more. There's a lot more history. Uh, mm-hmm. Both Corey and I have had to take courses on what it means to be Baptist and, and write papers. And we do that so that you don't have to. Um but we did want to spend a little bit of time today also talking about this network that we play in. Uh, Corey, we're part of uh, an East Coast network of Baptist churches. We, we've we got this fantastic name, Convention of Atlantic Baptist Churches. There's, I don't know how many hundred other churches that we're brothers and sisters with. Uh, tell me, I mean, I didn't grow up in this network. I, I had to learn all about it, so... Tell tell us a little bit about what it is and what we're all about. Well, I did grow up in this network, and I'm grateful for it. And, and I learned to be grateful for it from a young age because the church that I grew up in was a church plant that was sponsored by what we call our convention. We yeah. hate to throw these words around, but convention, CABC, you'll hear words like that. That's our, that's our East Coast Baptist tribe. And they sponsored our church. They helped us to be able to plan our church and to have a full-time pastor there. And so I grew up grateful for mm. their support, knowing that they were ones that were investing in stuff like that, like having a, a little lighthouse in a community like Miramichi, New Brunswick, where people could be told about Jesus and for yeah. us to be a lighthouse there. That's how I came to know this whole thing. And so I'm really grateful for that. One of the words we haven't used a whole lot is uh, denominations, and it's no secret, I don't think, to anybody in any network of churches that denominations, especially in recent days, are having a bit of a rough time. And mm-hmm. our own network, uh, a couple of years ago, sat down and laid out some pretty audacious and, and uh, faith-worthy goals, and we thought we'd... We're not going to talk through, I don't think, all of them. There's quite a few of them. But uh, one of my favorites is uh, the focus on church planning. That uh, the convention, the ne- the network that we're in, has set a goal that it, by, I forget what it is, 2025, something like that. Uh, I, I think many of us kind of take that date and think of it as tomorrow. We, we have to do it by tomorrow. But they've kind of cast a vision of maybe maybe it's possible that we could plant like 60 new lighthouses, churches, congregations, and communities that could use them 
to bring the gospel to people. And I think that's a, it's a worthy task to set ourselves at. Well, and it explains why, for some of you that are maybe part of our congregation or hearing about that we're in <laughs> making some efforts to plant churches ourselves. And so we planted a missional community. Yeah, we talked about it in an earlier podcast. You can go back and listen to it, but it's... It's a lot of fun these days. Well, we're t- we're trying to take the lead that new churches need to be planted. So wouldn't it be great if we planted three of them? Yeah. I could see that easily. But we began with this missional community. So we're trying to follow along with that lead of our larger Baptist tribe saying, we got to plant churches. But the second important goal I find, and there are, I think, five, five of these goals, but these are the two that tickle us the most. And it is that we'd be one of these 80% of churches who are what they say are demonstrating a missional culture. And the way I would put that is, in my own words, is are we focusing on outreach? Are we doing what we do to point the way to Jesus? Is it is what we do for them and not just for us? And are we trying to orientate just about everything that we do so that it reaches into the lives of people who still don't know him? That's missional culture and demonstrating it not only just with our words, but definitely with practical acts of love. And we should explain, it's not like there's some head office someplace saying, now Emmanuel, plant a new congregation. They they cast this vision and they invited us to come along with them. And that's, it, we get to opt into it. And this is something that we're getting excited by. But th- And that's who we want to be, right? Yeah. We, that's why we uh, participate in, in the methadone clinic. And that's why we participate in the homeless shelter that's here. That's why we have something like Open Closet, this great big clothing giveaway that happens Mm. in our community. We are trying to demonstrate a missional culture, the love of Jesus in practical ways in our community. I think that's part of the reason why the Benevolent Fund at Emmanuel Mm. is something that we really care about. Uh, Seeing people helped in really difficult times. Mm. And these are difficult times. They Uh, really are for many people. They're difficult times for people, but they're also difficult times for denominations. So when we say this word Baptist, it is with the recognition that, hey, um, denominations are really struggling these days. They're uh, losing more visibility. They're declining in their influence, for sure. But as we look out on the whole of the spectrum, uh, what makes you know, any good church is that there's, there are really in our minds, two kinds of churches. There are churches that are desperately trying to help people to find Jesus and making all of their ministry around that. And then there are churches that are dying, the churches that are dying. And, and one of the things that we, we see in the trends is that they are probably more focused on what they're doing for themselves or the way that they've done it in the past and it's not working but you know they do what the definition of insanity is doing the same things same ways and expecting different results that's called tradition too isn't it <laughs> well, probably well no it's not there's many good traditions but so any church that wants to lead people into a personal relationship with jesus as their forgiver and the leader of their lives they are they're part of us. And so that's something we can definitely get united around. And I'm glad in our tribe, that's we, there are many churches that are like-minded that way. Yeah, there, it's the overriding principle. And one of the things I do like about our current era, I was uh, just downtown and I found out about a, 
another youth pastor starting in our town. Just learned about it. Uh, they're just starting up their ministry. And, you know, in years gone by, there would have been denominational walls between them, between us and them. And there would have been territory and all this kind of stuff. But in our current era, where we've begun to realize that maybe the name on our door doesn't matter near as much as the condition of our heart. Do we want people to find Jesus? I was able to say, look, let's make sure we connect with them. Let's get them involved. Let's pull them in. We want to do ministry together. we got so many things that are in common. We need, well, because we're a youth pastor, we need them to find Jesus. There's some great examples. We of... need our kids to find Jesus, not the youth pastor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some great examples of churches working together, yeah, even across those lines. So this weekend is uh, here. At, we're, we're speaking in September uh, here at uh, Intro, there is a great event that's happening just this weekend called Youth Wars, yeah, right? And yeah. that, that's a partnership between it's churches, funny because right? Because it's you know the couple of the main organizing people in years gone by, our denominations would have kept us apart, mm. but we're able to pull together and get Jesus relayed to these students in a way they understand. And and one more thing would be what we call KD Craft Dinner Thursdays as well. It's a partnership between groups as well and yeah. different churches whether it's their Baptist churches or whatever uh, whatever the name is on the door. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's for Katie Thursday, there's something like five different denominations that are pulling together to, mm-hmm. to make that happen. And that's that's just where we give students, not surprising, craft dinner right. for lunch. And it, it's free. Yeah. So one, one of the questions we do get from time to time is, what is a Baptist? <laughs> Why do we have that name on the door? What does that mean? And so today maybe we've told you a little bit of, about what uh, what that doesn't mean at least for us yeah i maybe if we were to summarize it we'd say well that would probably be our family name but that doesn't necessarily define who our friends are either no uh we've got a great family in our network of baptist churches but we also work with like-minded churches mm-hmm. to see people find jesus and one final reminder there is only one name that we will ever be branded with yeah. and that's the name of Jesus and uh, we need to be reminded of that often no matter what our history is that's the he he's he's the one we're branded by not by any history not by any word just yeah. him well that's a good word to end on we uh we hope that this has helped as we talk about the type of people we want to become and be uh in our our neck of the woods God bless you today, and we'll talk to you soon.